Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we are talking right now about modular data types following this really great paper called Data Types a la carte by Walter Swierstra. And this is part of our discussion of module systems, although modular data types, I think, would not traditionally be exactly a topic within module systems, but we're sort of exploring them, seeing if there might be some relationships or at least things to think about there. So we were talking about last time was this idea that we're going to take a data type, like the example that Swearster uses, and a kind of nice canonical example is like a data type for abstract syntax trees for some language. We'd like, it wouldn't be great if we could sort of assemble our language from pieces and from kind of components so we could have sort of a library of language building blocks. That sounds pretty awesome. And um, other people have thought about this too in the context of, of parsing and extensible languages and things like this. So anyway, so Swearstra has a, a way to, to let us do this. And the starting point is to take our data type and we're going to kind of refactor a our, like let's say abstract syntax tree data type. We kind of want to split it into two pieces, two big pieces, and then we're going to kind of break the one piece down. The big pieces are we need um, some way, we're, we're going to say, well, our data in the data type kind of consists of a sequence of layers built with constructors. And we just want a way to describe a single layer. Okay? So as we take our data type and sort of decompose it, the first thing we're going to do is we're split it into describing a single layer and then also having something that says, oh, and by the way, you can apply your, you know, you can use that single layer again and again any finite number of times you want. So we're going to take a fixed point of um, the the single sort of slice, slice or layer of the data type. And it's a fixed point because we get the set of all um, finite trees we build with each little layer coming from our, our, our slice of the data type. And if you kind of tacked on another slice onto all of those, um, that infinite set of those, you would still have the same infinite set of finite trees. All right, so if you got the infinite set of all finite trees built with the constructors, and you say, oh, but I'd like to build my trees just a little bit bigger. Well, who cares? You already could build them any finite amount you want, so tacking on another little finite layer doesn't change anything. So that's why it's a fixed point. We start with the set. We apply this operation that says, let me tack on another layer of constructors. And we have the same set we started with. So that set of all the, syntax, the finite syntax trees is a fixed point of the tack on another layer of constructors operation. Fixed point meaning like f of x equals x. Here the, the f is the tack on another layer, the x is the set of all the trees. Tack on another layer to the set of trees, that gives you the set of trees. f of x equals x. Um, okay, anyway, so we have, um, so we got our layers and we got this thing that takes the fixed point. And the thing that takes the fixed point is just an expression data type that says, um, you tell me a functor, and remember from last episode, the functor um, is the abstraction we're going to use to describe our, our single layer, our single level of applying a constructor. It's going to be a functor. And, and why is it a functor again? Because, well, as I explained last time, instead of saying, um, oh, you've got add expressions, and the add expression constructor takes in two expressions and gives you an expression. Well, now we're just trying to describe one layer. So the add expression constructor has to say, well, I take in something. I can't say it's an expression because I'm only talking about one layer. If I said it's an expression, I'd be talking about kind of the, the complete set of trees already. But I just want to describe one layer. So I say it takes in two x's, and then it gives you an add expert over x. 
So add expr, the type for this little sliver of one layer of constructors, is a, um, is a type constructor. You say add expr of x, that's the type for trees that have an add expr constructor on top, and then two x's, two values of type x just below that. Okay, and so that makes it a type scheme. Add expr is a type scheme. It it's a type to type, it has kind, star to star. Um, and what makes it a functor is that you have this fmap operation. So if you have an add expr of x's, and you know how to turn x's into y's, then there's a function fmap that will give you an add expr of y's back. It just goes under the constructor and applies your x to y function to each of those little x's that's sitting there under the add expr constructor, and then rebuilds the add expr. Okay, so anyway, this is sort of a review of what I said last time. And uh, yes, oh, and the expression data type that sort of gives you this fixed point just says, well, for um, any functor f, there's a single constructor of this expression data type. It's usually called in. And it's just, there's just one constructor, and this constructor says, if you give me an f of experts, so for any functor f, so like if f were add expert, then the in constructor of the expert data type, which is trying to kind of tie the recursive knot and give us the set of all finite trees built with the add expert constructor, it says, well, if you give me an add expert of experts, then I'll give you an expert. So in general, in says, if you give me an f of expert, I'll give you an expert. Another way you could think of it is like f, you could think of a functor, one, one example of functors is kind of like a data structure. If you give me a data structure full of experts, then I'll give you an expert back. And that data structure, by the way, has to be something that comes with this fmap operation so that we can actually go inside, we can go into a structure. If we have an f of experts and we know how to do something to an expert, then we can go burrow into the f of experts and apply this function that turns experts into something else and get an f of the something else's. That's what fmap does. Um, okay, so anyway, this is kind of how we split uh, our data type up. Oh, and once we have made this separation between this expert data type with one amazing constructor called in that just uh, builds you an expression from an f of expressions, then we are free now to decompose this functor data type. So this is kind of where... I mean, the modularity kind of, I think you could probably say, really comes at this point where we're saying, let's separate out building this sort of inductive or recursive type. Let's separate that from describing each layer of that type. Because then we could say, all right, now we can describe the layers. Um, we just need to give any functor. And so what Swierstra says is, well, you have a functor for each little piece of your language, like add expert or multi expert. I mean, it's up to you, the language library component designer, to decide how fine-grained you want to be about splitting all this stuff up. Um, you have all these little pieces, and you can... Oh my goodness, that is a big semi off the road. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Um, and uh, you have these little pieces, and how do you assemble them? Well, if you're given two functors, you can create the functor that's um, their disjoint union, where what you're doing is you're saying... Uh, I have, you know, I'm going to make a new type where the elements of that type are either coming from the first functor or they're coming from the second functor. 
And so you just basically are like lifting an either type. You know, either in Haskell, for example, it takes two types. You know, either A or B, it takes two types and gives you the type representing either having an A or having a B. And when you lift that to the functorial level, then you're saying um, you have this this thing which given a um, a type X, that's the argument to the functor, then you get back, like say your functors are F and G, you get back F of X or e, you know, either F of X or G of X. Okay, so that's kind of the way to combine the little pieces, little components you've split things up into, into a, a bigger functor. So if we have, we want to assemble our pieces of our language, we assemble them using this um, disjoint sum uh, functor, functor operator, takes two functors and gives you a functor. And, uh, and then once we've picked whatever ones we want from our menu a la carte, whichever little components, we glue them together with this disjoint union um, operation. Then we can use our expert data type, because that thing works for any functor. So we can tie the knot once we've assembled the little functorial pieces. Okay, so um, I have to stop now because I've reached my destination. I'm not commuting, but I'm out about taking care of some business. And uh, so the next step here, the last little piece of the puzzle I probably will want to talk about is now how do we... So we've seen how to sort of take the data type apart into refactor it. Now, how do we refactor our recursions? Because we're trying to write recursive functions over this data type. And we've seen how to sort of decompose the data type into one piece that's kind of the, um, the recursive, the sort of tying the knot part, and the other piece that describes each layer uh, that we're kind of trying to tie knots with. But how do we do that for recursions? And that's the sort of last piece of the puzzle that probably I want to talk about. So that would be for our next episode. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Feel free to shoot me an email or hit me up with any questions or introduce yourself. Always glad to talk to people who are enjoying the podcast. Okay. Have, take care wherever you are.